Hey friend, are you asking yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? I don't think so. I think there's something else that I'm meant to be doing. Welcome to the Painting Your Path podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to step out, be bold, and do you. I'm your host, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey, and today I am pulling an interview from our Summit Archives. This episode is for you, my fellow artist, who is wanting to make that transition to become a full-time entrepreneur. My interview with Leah Kirsch is going to inspire you and give you some tough love. Leah is an artist and entrepreneur, and we're going to get into her story, how she built her brand, and how she kept it going, and we're also going to get into knowing when to pivot. So without further ado, let's dive into this special interview with Leah Kirsch. We have Leah Kirsch here in the studio with us. Leah, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Well, before we get into where you are now, I always like to ask my guests, especially the artists, about their humble beginnings. And what I know about you is that I think you studied finance, right, Mm -hmm. in college. And was that something you were always good at? Or did you feel like that was something that you had to do? Well, I wanted to study something creative. And my father paid for part of my school. My mom, my dad did. And um, they're both engineers. So he was like, why don't you go to school for business or finance something that you can always have for your whole life and do things creatively on the side or take other classes. And I thought that was a really good compromise. And while um, studying finance, I interned at Chanel, Louis Vuitton, Monique Lulier, and PR Consulting, which is a big PR firm in New York. So I was planning on working in luxury fashion and working in the finance department during that. And so that's kind of what I was um, planning on doing until I just decided that the corporate world wasn't for me, even though I love working at those companies I had. I mean, it was hard. It was like kind of Devil Wears Prada, like, yeah, you know, really intense. You wake up early. Everyone's like so gorgeous and beautiful and dressed like perfectly Um So that part was really fun, but it just felt a little unfulfilling, um, which I found out, you know, I mean, not pretty quickly because I interned all of college, um, except my summer to my senior year, which is I was had an internship at Harper's Bazaar um, that I ended after the first day because I just knew it wasn't for me. And at that point, I was a little bit older. um, And then that's when I started my business. That's so awesome. So please share with us, like the humble beginnings. How did you even figure out? where you wanted to begin? Um, they are very humble. Um, so I, I was always, um, I think I was like 13. I'm going to go back and I'll make it, I'll make it short. Cause I know we don't have a ton of time, but I was 13 and I was making headbands, like covering headbands with patterns. My mom was helping me cause she's super, super creative and like just really supportive. Both my parents are, which I think has a lot to do with, um, a lot of my success. I always want to shout them out because I think it makes a big difference. Um, And I was like crocheting on flip-flops and then I got in trouble at school for my ripped jeans and I started patching ripped jeans, my ripped jeans and all my friends ripped jeans. And that kind of 
really kind of sparked this entrepreneurial side in me um, again at 13. And so kind of always going in, I always kind of knew that I had this, um, I don't know, this different side where I just was always kind of wanted to hustle and have a side thing. Like now I feel like it's much more common to hear that, but back in the day yes. it wasn't, it was like at a corporate job. And I mean, at least that was the world that I was living in. Um, and so um, that being said, when I realized after my internships that that wasn't for me, I felt uh, pretty confident and secure kind of going off and doing my own thing. Cause I was, even when MySpace was around, I was coding MySpace for people. And I was making actually so funny. Um, I was hand drawing people's names and scanning them in and coding backgrounds in MySpace. Wow. Um, so I was always doing that. It was like for like $10 or something or $20. Um, and then, so during college, I was also building websites for people again, like just doing all these things to make money. I didn't want to be like this broke college student, even though I was, um, and so my best friend, her stepsister's boyfriend was a screen printer. So I was like, why don't I get some shirts made? And I had all these, like, um, I had a very diverse group of friends. And so I got all these shirts made and we had a photo shoot and I built myself a website and I was like, okay, cool. Like. I'm going to make a brand, right? Again, like this is when Instagram just started very different than what it is now. Um, and like hashtags really work. And so I built up this following um, and people were buying these shirts. Um, I was really young and kind of just, yeah, I did everything my own. I, I really did everything my own until just recently, like probably two mm. years ago, I've been doing this for 10 years. So um, again, it takes a long time to like, to really make like a life and a career, I think out of this stuff, I know everyone's situation is different, but, um, yeah. Um, and then, so, uh, long story long, I just, I tried everything. I was just like really pivoting. I started, um, got into like accessories, but I was always doing clothes. And then I started customizing Nike Air Force Ones. I did an event with Nike. And then that's when I started kind of dabbling in the custom stuff mm -hmm. and in the world, but it took me, um, a while to really, it took me about four years to get where I am now from the Nike shoes. And in that time, I actually closed my business down. Cause I was just like, okay, this isn't working. I'm getting older. I'm not making any money. I just felt like I was just like, this isn't working and I'm not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do what my dad said to do and go get a job and use my degree. Um, I tried to do that. And it was actually for another startup and it just really didn't work. I, um, I, I, I don't want to say like, I don't like taking direction from people, but I kind of like doing things my own way and I'm pretty gritty. So I can always find, I don't know, like, I don't want to say a shortcut, but in my mind, a better way to do things or a quicker way to do things and not have to ask six people before something gets done. Yeah. Um, and again, that kind of keeps my business small, right? Because yeah, it does. But I, I don't think that that's something I'm going through right now. Like, do I want to keep my business small and have a small business forever and like make decent money? Um, but anyway, yeah, like I said, long story long, I closed my business and then I ended up opening it up right before COVID. And I was like, I'm going to do everything differently. I'm going to just only sell things that I absolutely love. I'm going to start with small products. I already had the supply chain down. I know how to build websites. Um, and I kept my costs really low, my overhead really low. And then, um, yeah. And I, I used to party a lot and kind of dabbled in some things that 
I think were really distracting for me. And so when I took that all away, I was very clear minded. And I think that all of those things allowed me to like find this path and just really become like, um, find this like alignment in my life that kind of let, led me now into this art world and with a storefront, which is actually always my dream. Um, when I was like a little girl, like if you ask my parents or any, anyone in my family, they're like, yeah, Leah was going to open up a store in New York. So it didn't happen in New York. It happened in LA, but it still happened. And so that's um, a really cool feeling. Cause that was something that I remember saying, like, since I could talk. Oh my gosh. And I love your store. I'm so grateful that we got to connect and that I went to the event there. And so it's beautiful. Let's take a quick break. Today's episode is sponsored by body-based psychotherapist Leah Benson. Her High Achievers 5-Step Stress Mastery Plan, Depression, Self-Sabotage, Anxiety, Feeling Bad, Bad Sleep. These do not have to be your day-to-day reality. Break free from the vicious cycle of feeling stuck and self-sabotaging and enjoy the happiness you deserve. Master Chronic Stress feel more of the joy and pleasure that life has to offer and that you deserve. Head on over to the show notes and download this free mini course today. And now back to our show. And I have to ask about how did you, how did you connect with Nike? Cause I know people are, are going to wonder that. Yeah. Um, just on Instagram, you know, I think that that's the beauty of uh, I always say this to people like I, and it's, it's easier said than done. I've never had a problem with it. I don't know why, but like use social networks as a tool, like use them as a tool. You have to have the self-control to get off the social networks. If you feel like you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, just, you just have to just put your phone down, like, and use it as a tool. So, um, I actually, his name is John Hickman. He hit me up and I was like, mm, I don't know if this is legit. And then I kind of just like, I'll, I'll, I'll give every situation like a little bit of attention and see where it goes. Right. Because you don't know, and you can't say no to something you don't know. Um, but again, you have to be smart about it. You don't know if this guy just wants to date you or if he is actually like interested in your work and, and wants to do a real thing. And it ended up being the latter. And um, we did a real thing and it was very pivotal for my imposter syndrome as an artist and as just a career woman. And um, it was, it it made people like really take me seriously. Like Nike posted me on their Instagram account as like, there was three artists who did this thing, this, I don't know what they're calling it. I guess they called it like a, a workshop. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they used me as the, the like main photo. And so it was, I was, it was really reassuring. I was like, okay, like this is, this feels different. This feels like something. Let me, let me like explore this a little bit more, but yeah, it was just Instagram. And um, I'm still like close friends with him um, we keep in touch and yeah, it's, it's a really nice thing if you can figure out how to use social networks, um, in that way. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, um, and for artists who are, who are wondering, Hmm, how can I build my brand or how do I even start? What kind of advice would you have for them? My advice would be two things. I would say find an area that you see lacking, find something that you need. I think that's always when something good comes from. Like right now I'm like, oh, I want to decorate my apartment, but I don't find like any of these. This is again, I'm already in this world. So this is kind of a bad example, but like, I'm like, oh, I I want this. Like, so let me make that right. Like, and then in addition to that, like, or, or like, 
let's say Phil Knight of Nike, he needed a, a different pair of running shoes that he didn't have. So he's like, let me go make them. Right. Or like Kleenex. Um, I don't know what their story is, but let's say that they needed like a better Kleenex and that's something that was softer and something that was, you know, whatever. Um, so they found a problem and they were the solution to that problem in their own life. And then the second thing is, is find something that, um, is really special to you. And I know this is kind of like something that people are always saying, but no one else has what you have to offer. This is like very, right. very artist world, right? Like no one has like you're you and that is your power. That's the quote, but like to be like a little less corny, um, no one has what you have to offer. So figure out what that is and just capitalize on that. Like, and figure mm. out, yeah, figure out how you can offer that to the world and how you can make money off of it. And when you can do, when you can put those two things together, I think, I, I, I just think that it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's inevitable that it will be successful, but okay. You also have to have like the worth at work ethic and the drive and the grit and like the resilience to be able to like fight through this and figure it out. And then also you have to be able have to be able to like manage money because if you're yeah. going to run business and you can't re- manage money or, you know, so I think that that's, um, that's kind of the equation that I found, um, which is longer, a longer answer than I think most people. Oh, want. no, it's great. And I think yes. it's so true because all those things are important. And, and I think sometimes, uh, cause a lot of the creatives I work are in corporate that, and they want to leave corporate okay. and they discount what they learned there. And, it's so important because those skills that you do have in your nine to five, you can absolutely carry forward. Yeah. And we're all unique in, in what we bring to the table. So I love that. And, and how do you stay motivated, Leah? I mean, you have a great, it sounds like you have such a great work ethic, but I know it can, I know it can be tough. And how do how do you keep going? Well, again, a couple things. I love the quote, um, action brings motivation you don't get motivated. Motivation does not bring action. So it doesn't start with motivation. It starts with action. You have to get going. And then it's just kind of like, for me, it's like cleaning. Like once I start cleaning, I'm like, oh shit, this is really like kind of cool. And I can see this direct result. But I think that's one thing. Action brings motivation. And two, just going back to what I said, like, and again, it sounds so corny, but when you really do love what you do, it's, it's really, it's really fun to just wake up and work. Right. Like, but it's mm. also easier to work and to be motivated when things are going really well. I think the like a really good question is how do you keep stay motivated when things aren't going well? Right. Like, like seven years when things weren't going well, I think, I think it's a personality thing. I think that like, I don't want to say you have it or you don't, but I think it's just like, how determined are you to make this thing work? For me, like it, it's been a personality thing since I was like little, like I, everyone was just like, oh, Leah's so stubborn. She's so loud. She's so this, she's so that. But like, I, I think it's a personality thing to be like, well, like it's going to work. It has to work. Like for me, there was no other option. Like I was going to figure out a way to make it work one way or another. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's how like determined you are, how much like tenacity and zeal that you have to keep things going. Um, and yeah. And, and again, if you love it and you, and you see the vision, then, then you, you want to be determined to make, you are determined to make that work. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you've got to be, you've got to hold to your vision and your mission and whatever it is, because the, the, the tough days are, are it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. You might have, day, you know, days, weeks, months, even where you're trying to make it work. 
and just stay committed, stay committed and be in action. Yeah, totally agree. And sometimes the tough days are like the days where you're just like, okay, you know, this day like sucks and it's tough. And I'm maybe just going to like, just like, just, I'm just going to let today suck. And then tomorrow you're like, okay, what can I do tomorrow? You know, like that's different. Even just like small things like I don't know if everyone does this. It seems like everyone does this or in my mind, everyone should be doing this. Like just make your bed and your day starts great. Or just like go for a walk and your day starts great. And you're like, okay, cool. What other like little things I can do that are good. That will make my day like a little less tough. Mm-hmm. And back, like, that's something that I wish I would have told myself. Um, but I, I was just so like, I had so much brain fog because of like just all the stuff I was doing, um, that were, that was separate, like substance stuff. Um, but that would be something that, that I would say that helps stay motivated. Like these little, these little wins that are like Mm -hmm. motivating, right. They keep you going, but the only way to get those little wins is to take action, which again, leads to motivation. Yeah. And, and I always say that when people ask me, well, how do I build confidence? It's really just by doing the thing and just being in action. And then your confidence muscle just builds over time. Yeah, exactly. And when you do those little things, you're like, okay, I can rely on myself. I know that I'm doing this. And that, or even if you have help, you're like, I asked someone for help and I figured out the solution and that just builds confidence. Like you said, that muscle. And then once you have that, it just, it just kind of like, um, like seeps out of you and, and it's, it's very obvious when other people see it for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for your time today. This has been awesome. And thank you also for your gift of the 15% off your website. That's incredible too. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. So as I always ask at the end of these interviews, what are you going to take away from our conversation with Leah? Are you going to be in action? Are you going to go for it? Because we think you should. All right. And I'll see you in the next interview. Bye guys. Thank you so much for staying till the very end. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. If you haven't had a chance yet, please write a review and rate the show. I would love to hear your feedback. And I also have a free resource guide for anybody who is asking themselves, hmm, am I on the right path for myself now? Or is there something else that I really want to do? Maybe you're in that quandary. Maybe you're wondering what's next. So head over to the show notes and you'll see my Painting Your Path Framework Guide. Download it and have some fun. Just start exploring. And if you're looking for a community, please consider joining my Facebook group. And thank you again for tuning in and I will see you next week.